When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. This is just too much fun. Are you kidding me? Too much thank fun. You. I know. Th- thank you so much for coming on to Leadership Lean In. Well, I am pumped to be on, honored that you would even ask, and it's going to be a great conversation. Oh, uh, you're just you're just the best. First of all, I, I just have to tell you, you know I love your family. Yes. I love your dad the most, I think. <laughs> hey, not offended. He is probably the biggest personality, so there's a lot to love there. <laughs> there's a lot to love. The last time I was with your dad was at the uh, the Tebow golf yep. thing. And I just love that he just, he just wants to talk church, like evangelism. Yep. He wants to talk about discipleship. Like he just, he's fired up. Totally. No, that he is the most passionate person. And I think that's the thing that people probably wouldn't expect from him. If you sit down with him for like two hours, you're going to talk about church. You're going to talk about evangelism. You're going to talk about how the church actually can reach people if the gospel's really changing people. Like he's going to go all the way there. We stay up way too late more more often than not talking about the church and just deep conversations anytime we go over there um but i love his heart it's a pure heart yeah i was so inspired i really was and i thought about our conversation a lot of times after just thinking wow, wow this is a guy that's really obsessed with trying to figure out totally. and crack the code on how we you know accomplish this great commission so totally. i'm just so i and i and i love that he can do it with a smile and a laugh and yeah just, he's funny he, He's so jovial. So anyways, okay, so I want to I want to talk about leadership. You are an unbelievable leader. Mm-hmm. Probably I by the way, I don't know if I've told you this. You did such a great job at passion. Oh, thank sp- you. Speaking not even in the room. <laughs> Like, where did you record that and how many people were in that room? That's a great question. So literally, that was the craziest story. So our, I had the flu whenever I was, when I got to Atlanta and I felt just horrible, but I was like, whatever, I can do this, put my mask on, get there, just watch the stage and do it. Then I tested positive for COVID as well. So I had the flu and COVID, double whammy. For all those who have had the flu, Rona, I feel for you, it's, it's not fun. And, but I mean, this is like something I prepared for all year long. Like this is a, this is a big moment. And I felt so passionate about the word that God had given me. Um, just felt very clear that now was the time to share it. And so I was like, asked Lorraine Shelley, is there any way I can just record it to like a room where no one's in? Like, I don't even care if anyone is in there. And if it's terrible and it doesn't work and I look sick, then throw it away. But if it works, then just please like get this message out. And they were like, yeah, we'll have it all set up. If you come to so Passion Church location, they're yeah. like, there will be a camera in the back. You'll walk in the other side and uh, just do your thing. So I walk in. Christian was with me. He had already been exposed. Uh, Shelly was on the other side of the church just waving. Hey. <laughs> and uh, the camera. And I just preached the word. And y'all, it was the craziest thing. I mean, right before then, I just felt so sick. And then I just felt like God just gave me 
just a extra breath to get that out. And totally. um, literally right after I fell straight down on the floor, but it was just amazing <laughs> to sit back and watch and be like, wow, God, like you really are strong when we're weak. And um, wow. the message soared. So it was awesome. Well, I got to tell you, you didn't look sick. You didn't sound sick. Thank you. I, if I would say anything about sick, I would say it in a complimentary way, that was sick that you pulled it off. <laughs> like, I'll I take just, you. I just, I was so impressed. You know, preaching to empty rooms when no one's there but a cameraman, that is near impossible. And <laughs> you, I, I was so impressed. I mean, you spoke that like there was a thousand people leaning in. Uh, and of course, there was a stadium you know, that was leaning in, but well, I was, I was so impressed and it was, uh, you know, just so well communicated, but just beyond communication, like you could just sense your passion, your authority, your, you know, conviction about it. So it makes sense that you had prepared so well about it. I want to ask you, when did you realize, like, how old were you when you realized that you had influence? Well, uh, that's a big question. I think, you know, I probably should have realized it before I realized it. You know, I think that a lot of times we don't realize what God's doing in our life, um, maybe even as he's doing it. Um, and so I think because of my own self-doubt, I didn't realize the magnitude of the influence until later on. But I do remember having a moment when I was 17 um, that I wanted influence. Um, and wow. that was actually crazy because you were there. It was a conference that I was just attending as a about to be senior in high school. You were speaking at it and you actually said a quote that I still quote to this day. And I've never even shared this with you, but you said, if now is not enough, like if now what you have now is not enough, it will never be enough. Wow. And, um, Gosh, it just hit me. And then Alex Seeley spoke at that conference. And Alex, I actually never seen a woman preach up to that point in my life. I grew up in a really traditional background. Wow. So I had like no context for this. And, even. The, and the first person, you, the first female <laughs> preacher you hear is like the most mighty, powerful woman preacher of our day. Totally. I mean, totally. She is like so powerful, speaks with so much authority. And I had never seen that before. So when people ask me if, if this is what I wanted to do, um, I didn't even know this was something I could do. You know, I hindsight, I was always doing this. I was always doing Bible studies at my house. I literally baptized people in my bathtub in like my sophomore year of high school at Bible studies. So I always loved the church. I always loved the Lord and um, just ministry, but I didn't know what that looked like for me. So anyways, at this point, I was 17. I just got off Dancing with the Stars. That's a whole nother story and crazy. I had uh, a kind of, I guess, fame, if you will, but I didn't feel like I had influence. I didn't feel like the things I was doing were very significant in the kingdom. I didn't know how like I used that for the good. And so I remember when I saw Alex, I was like, oh my gosh, like, what if I did that? And I was like, what if I use like said words that just mattered, that I spoke words that were active in my life, that I spoke the word with the platform that I've been given. And um, I remember that day I went and started journaling, like what could it look like if I made Live Original, this concept that was a book into a ministry. And here I am like, what is that seven years later doing the same thing? And so I will say, I don't know that in that moment, I realized like I have influence or I realized like 
I have a platform or I have an opportunity and now I want to use it for influence. Because I say this all the time, you can be famous and not be super, inf- in, like not really be an influencer. You know, right. you can be an influencer on Instagram and not have much influence on people's life because right. a lot of times, you know, you'll just say so that doesn't matter do stuff that's, you know, making people cheer you on, but it's not doing something that changes the person on the other side of the screen or changes the person on the other side of the words that you speak. And I just realized in that moment, I don't want to build this kingdom for myself. I want to build it for the Lord. And that's when I feel like influence really started happening. It's amazing. Yeah. Cause you know, like John Maxwell, he would say his definition would be leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. That's his Mm. working definition. And I it's totally good. agree with you that there is a difference between platform and influence. And yeah. that and, and that's why I'm asking is like, you know, when did you realize you have influence? You probably had platform for a while, but to yeah. have influence is so significant. And I feel like yeah. you do such a great job stewarding it. And it makes sense, you know, like the the process of realization, mm-hmm. the process of coming into, you know, yeah. your influence and 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 stewarding it wisely. Talk to yeah. me about this new book, because I love the title. Where did you yeah. come up with? Give me some of the genesis and, you know, just some of the thoughts behind that idea, because that concept is so powerful right now. Yeah, it's great. So my book is called Who Are You Following? And honestly, I was just reading the word one day. And as I was reading through the Gospels, I just started to notice that Jesus so often would call people to follow him. He literally would say, follow me. And I was like, that's funny because that's what we do all day long. We follow people. We ask people to follow us. We follow other people. We're trying to grow a platform, ministry, whatever, trying to grow a brand, whatever it is. And in doing that, we ask people to follow us. But Jesus like asked the ultimate question of follow me. And it wasn't just like a follow me, like I'm going to click, you know, a follow on the screen or follow me. Like I might like your brand for a second, but when I don't like your brand, I'm going to tap out. It was like a lay down your life and follow me. Like, drop your net, like drop everything, you know, and Mm. follow me this like committed follow. Mm. And from the follow that they had so much fruit came from their life that that changed their whole entire life. And um, so I just got to thinking about that and started to think about, okay, Mm. you know, I think that we live in a world that's obsessed with following different people. And we don't realize that as we follow people, we're being led all these different places, because who we follow is who's leading our life right Right. that's just like practical advice like if you um type in something on the maps and you're following the map it's leading you where you're gonna go it's the same thing in life and i just felt like man i don't think that we are putting much gravity or weight behind the people that we follow we're just Mm. following them carelessly and it's leading us to places that we never meant to be Mm. it's leading us to looking in the mirror and looking at a stranger it's leading us to feeling lost and lonely and insecure and anxiety ridden and all this stuff. And so I thought, well, man, what if we were intentional Mm. about following Jesus? And we understood that following Jesus is different than following anyone else. It's Mm. not a follow that you follow one day and you unfollow the next day when you don't like, you know, the way that the day looks. It's a Mm. committed follow that changes everything about the way you live. And that verse I just love so much in John where it says, um, where Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one gets to the Father except through me. 
And I wanted to bring that verse to just the forefront of people's mind in our day, because mm-hmm. I feel like, especially for this generation, like we feel so lost. We are so confused on what truth is. What even is the life? Yeah. All this stuff. And what a beautiful promise that Jesus comes in and says like, hey, don't even worry. Like, don't even think about what way, this way, that way, right. what truth, your truth, my truth. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Wow. And so I wanted to help people follow that because I feel like when you follow Jesus, so much clarity comes to your life, so much purpose, so much love, your identity is rooted. Um, and man, it's been beautiful. So it's a little bit opposite of following someone on social media. It's a true um, depth to what the word follow means. So big. Well, and I always think, you know, at the end of the day, we are a sum total of our influences. Yeah. Like we're a total reflect the way that I even use humor. It's I'm, 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 I'm kind of a, a copycat of the humor I ex- am exposed to. Oh, totally. You know, and, or fashion I dress, you know, I'm kind of a collection of the people that I follow faith, the same thing. You know, we're, we're so, I, I always think we underestimate how impressionable we are. Totally. I am so impressionable. That's why I think our, even our conversations need to be we have to be more careful because someone could you know go off about something and i can be easily impressed by that and i think it's such an important question who are you following and of course we know the great the greatest leader the greatest person the only perfect person that's ever lived is jesus um and i and i love i can just sense your passion you know to be a jesus follower and i and i love that about you who else would you say you know, out of this, like this book and this message, because really when you write a book, it be just be, it gets in you. Yeah. Who else did you go? Like I'm following, here's a few people in my life that I go, I know no one's perfect, but yeah. there, here are some leaders that go, I'm, I'm, I'm in their wake and I'm letting them yeah. influence my life. And who, who would be some of those people and what, what, what draws you to those leaders? What is it about their character or about the, you know, the way that they operate, the way that they think, you know, what, what would draw you to a leader to go that kind of leader I want to become like? That's great. That's a great question. I love following leaders. I am biggest advocate for mentors or even mentors from afar. Before I ever knew Alex Seeley or Kristen Kane or Priscilla Shire, I watched their videos a hundred times just right. learning from them. Like when I knew I wanted to speak, I didn't, um, like I said, I didn't know these people, but obviously I could look them up on YouTube. So I would literally watch the sermon once and just hear it and learn you, from it. You said I that it. about Priscilla yeah. in your message. I love that. Totally. And then I'd watch it again and listen for how she said what she said. I'm like, first I'm going to receive what she said. Now I'm going to learn how she said what she said because it was so powerful. And I learned from that. So you can have a mentor from afar. Like it, you don't have to know the person. There's an excellent leader out there that you're like, I want to be like, if only I could have lunch with her. Well, thank God she wrote the book. You know, <laughs> right, or right. thank God she posts things on YouTube or has the podcast. Right. Um, and even some of these people that I do know, I still listen to their podcasts all the time and li- read their books or whatever it is just to learn. Um, so I have several different ones. And you're so right about being impressionable. Like I said in that talk about Priscilla, I do imitate people. So whenever I listen to someone, I will start talking like them. So about a week before I preach, I have to just stop listening to everyone. <laughs> right. Because I'm like, I will sound just like whoever I just listened to. Totally. Um, and I got to bring my own, my own spin, my own originality right. to it. But anyways, 
some of the leaders that I follow, um, Louie and Shelly Giglio are just great leaders. I mean, I call Shelly often for uh, leadership advice, for ministry advice, business advice, friend advice, all this stuff. She's just an excellent mentor to me. And um, I think when you look at someone who's gone the distance like that, like they started passion when I, the year I was born, and now they're inviting me in to join what they're doing. I mean, that just shows excellent leadership on their part that they're still doing it. So that just shows their faithfulness and their willingness. Cause you know, it might be successful, but that is a hard thing to put on. That's a lot of moving parts. And for them to be faithful to that, then also for them to be humble enough to bring in younger leaders and actually like care what we have to say. Like that's one thing that Louie and Shelly have blown me away in is mm. that they didn't just ask me to be a part of it. They truly wanted my voice to be heard in it. Mm. And that's meant so much to me. And I think Louie and Shelly, well, I don't think I know this. They believed in me way before I believed in myself. And it took a few years for me to get past my fears and self-doubt that I kind of teased talking about earlier. Um, and just mm. uh, recently I was having dinner with them and they were laughing, like almost crying laughing at how awkwardly afraid I used to be. And they're like, you used to be so nervous. You were so awkward. And I'm like, I know I really was. I That's true. So embarrassing. But man, they've just believed in me. So I'm really thankful for them. And then Jenny Allen's another one who's just mm. been a mentor to me, who leads so well, if gathering and all the stuff that she does. And also what I love about Jenny is she leads so well in her personal life too. She's taught mm. me a lot about just, she leads Bible studies at our home. Now I do the same. And just making sure that whatever ministry I'm doing publicly, I'm also doing privately. And wow. so she's been an excellent leader for me. And my parents, great leaders, mm. like just so humble, but such giants, you know, in their yeah. faith and the things that they've done. But man, like I said, they'll stay up till two o'clock in the morning just talking about the heart of God. And so wow. just great, great, great leaders. And I'm very thankful for that. But like I said, if you don't have a leader in your home or you don't have a leader who you can get a coffee with, there is so many resources out yeah. there. And thank you for having a podcast that's highlighting these leadership skills because you can learn in so many different ways now. It's huge. It, it talked to me about that because you know, you wrote a book called Li uh, Live on Purpose. Mm -hmm. and leadership to me is like, it's all about being deliberate. You know, I always mm -hmm. think if you're not deliberate, you'll be default. So, mm -hmm. so if we don't, if we don't live with intention, we fall back to our bad habits. So yep. you have to be deliberate. Talk to me about, okay, so you're a, you're a mother. You, you've got a lot going on. You've got a big world. You got a, you got a demand on your life. How do you, what are some things, some maybe talking about your, you, you know, your private life, you're talking about Jenny Allen. Talk yeah. to me about some, some non-negotiables would be like a phrase that we would use, you know, where you just go like, these are the things I have to have in play in my life for me to operate at my best. These are the disciplines that I have. That's great. You know, honestly, it's such a timely question because I feel like I'm really learning that right now. Um, I feel like last year I didn't know what those were. And so I got to the point of feeling burnout and I'm 24 years old. And I just felt like 
no, I cannot burn out. Like, I love my job. I love ministry. I love what I do. But gosh, I'm so tired and I'm so stressed and I'm so weak. And honestly, I'm so hurt. And I don't mm. even know if I want to do this anymore. Mm. Uh, and I'm a mom now. And do I want to even do this and be away from my kid? Because like, that's hard. And just really having these doubts about if I wanted to keep doing what I'm doing, which is what I feel called to do and just stuck in that place. And so I actually reached out to Jenny and Jenny gave me some incredible advice and actually sent me to another person who also gave me incredible advice to talk about the power of mentors and leadership, just speaking into my life. And um, this guy I sat with, he sat with Christian and I, and he asked me the same question you just asked me and said, what are the non-negotiables? What are the things that you need to stay healthy and be able to do what you're called to do fully? and be able to fully be a great mom and a great wife and a great friend. And man, I literally sat down for a couple days, just got away and really thought through some of those things. And I feel so refreshed. I feel so new. I actually posted about this yesterday on my Instagram about how um, I think for a long time, I thought because I'm a leader, I have to be strong. Mm. I have to hold it all together. Everyone's counting on me. So I have to be the one that has it together. Mm. Um, But inside, I felt like so chaotic, so Mm. weak, so afraid, so many things, but I was not going to let that out. And yesterday, a friend uh, reminded me of that quote that, you know, um, it talks about don't trust the leader without a limp. Mm. And she said, the greatest leaders actually are the ones that limp that do feel weak but still show up to battle anyways and so to be completely honest i think i'm still i mean i'm definitely limping and i love i want to be a leader that limps that's okay with me um but i'm still learning what it looks like to balance all those things and what it looks like to not you know spread all my time, like not give everything my time to where nothing's really getting the full time and just how to be a great mom, how to be a great wife, how to be a great leader. And I think a lot of that is just being open and honest about where I'm at. And I'm learning to do that the hard way. Some of my uh, non-negotiables, I guess, if you will, is Kirsha, I talk about like, we don't want to spend weekends apart, you know? And so I'm traveling, him and honey are traveling with so me. Cool. You know, if we're going, you know, we're doing it together. We're, we're doing it as a family. Wow. Um, morning time like i want to spend that with honey that's so, so cool um if that means work like wake up to work out earlier before she wakes up then work out earlier just make sure that i get to wake up with my girl and so i think that you know there's some things in my life i'm just learning that's a priority but i will say as a young leader and if you're a young leader out there or you're an older leader like take the time to pause yeah. And thing, prioritize things in the right mm. place because you can be young, you can be old, and that burnout can creep in real fast if things are not prioritized mm. in the right it's way. Huge, and I, and, I, and I always think you know um, your no is more powerful than your yes. And the totally. older you get, yeah. and the more the more that you have, I think we all get aware of our capacity and capacity because because mm-hmm. I I always think you know years ago the focus was time management. You know, you got time yeah. management and I, and I agree with that, but I think the greater question is how are you managing your energy? Cause, That's cause good, your yeah. energy for honey and your energy for Christian, your energy for the things you have going on, there's only so much of that to go. And totally. when you really are careful with energy, then you go, okay, doesn't, I can give a, an hour or two to something, but the energy it cost me was worth eight. You know, yeah. so it just it's me- I think it's monitoring that part of your life. 
It's so true. And knowing what does require more energy, like for me, um, I'm learning that right now. Whenever I give messages, it takes a ton of energy. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, I don't, I got all respect in the world for pastors like yourself who preach every Sunday. Cause I'm like, whew, I only preach every now and then, but it takes a <laughs> lot of energy. And so whenever I'm speaking a couple of times throughout the next few weeks or whatever, and then I'm also writing something like a book project, like that is a lot of energy and my content mind is like spread. And so just learning like, okay, how do I um, separate the two enough to where I can pour into mm. both, pour into mm. each, or does one need to take a pause for a second until I preach this message, you know? So yeah, I mean, managing your energy is huge and it's definitely necessary. And all these things just require, like you said, intentionality. It. it just takes intentionality to stop and just do a little reset if you have to. I love how Bob Goff says that he claps his hands every now and then. And he says, sync up. Just sync up with yourself. How it's great so of a guy good. is Bob Goff? I mean, get out of oh here. Oh, my gosh. He's so great. So like, he great. should be from Louisiana. Like, he's that good. He, he should. should. You're he's totally missing right. it. Stop claiming San Diego, we Bob. We claim him. <laughs> We need to claim him. All right. Last question. I want to talk to you about change. You know, leadership so much, you know, it's like, you know, this is we're we're coming from faith background. I, I recognize there's a lot of leaders maybe listening that, you, you know, you don't have faith. But what for me, a, a truth is in the Bible, there is 12 tribes. You know, it says of the 12 tribes, one of the tribes, this is think about God. God goes one of the tribes, their whole job the men of Issachar, is to recognize the signs of the times so they wow. could know what action to take. So I always think wow. if you don't recognize the signs of the times, you do not know the action to take. And I think a lot, a lot of true. leaders, we just keep plowing through and keep going. And I think it's, uh, it's that old thing, what used to work for you is now working against you. And leadership yeah. to me is that thing is going like, I got to make a change before I have to make a change. I got to make right. the right changes. So how do you in your life, I mean, you've dealt with, I, I from a distance, I would say looking at your guys' life, you've gone through massive change over the last two to three years, maybe four, right? Just totally. You're just in perpetual change. <laughs> I am, right? yes. Okay, so I'm not misreading that. Like you live, in, you're like, and it won't always be that way, by the way. Like, you know, like every kid yeah. brings change and there's seasons of change, but like you've lived in a lot of change. How have you, yeah. what leadership truths or principles or thoughts would you have coming out of so much change in your life? Like, how do you deal with that? It's good. Yeah. I, it's funny that you say that because I remember having a conversation with my grandpa one day and I was like, oh, it's just a really hard season because so much is changing. There's so much transition. And he said, Sadie, that's life. And he was like, it's not just a really hard season. You have to learn how to deal with that. You have to learn how to lead through that, you know, uh, because I think I just thought, well, this is just a season. It will pass. It'll go away. You know, we'll come out of this somehow, stumble out of this. But he's like, no, like, don't stumble out of it. Like, lead through it. Like, learn yeah. to live in it. Learn to grow in it. Learn to um, deal with the things that are at hand. And so really, it kind of woke me up. And I was like, what? Whoa, like it's not just a season that's just gonna pass and yeah of course it will but like it's a season that I actually need to look at and steward well and so at the time what he was speaking to was our team was going through some transition we had someone leaving I and mean, that was the first time I had really 
dealt with that massive of a change in our leadership team. Um, someone that was leaving that had done a lot for LO and I was needing to replace her. Also, it was one month after I had Honey, so I'd just become a mom. So transition was crazy. I was also finishing Who Are You Following My Book. That was changing, and everything just felt totally right. chaotic. I mean, in those first month of having a newborn, you are like, <laughs> forget whatever you thought was going to happen with the schedule. There is no schedule. The baby just eats, sleeps, cries, all the stuff. I loved Honey with my whole heart, but it was crazy. And so um, I just needed to like look at that and learn. And so what I realized, though, was, man, we need a bigger team. Wow. Like, we just do. And so I looked at what we need for the team. It's kind of interesting. You said like the 12 tribes, like who needs to be where? What do we need? What do I need to be able to do my job? So I'm not doing everybody's job. And so made a lot of changes within our team, added some people in to do specific jobs that I was kind of carrying for myself and learning how to pass that on and trust other people with it that are also gifted. And man, it was such a blessing wow. because now we have a bigger team, which also comes with challenges, but a bigger team. And now everything's running a lot more smoothly, mm. you know, with Christian and I, we had to talk about, okay, I'm going to help honey with this, but you're going to make all her bottles because you right. can help me with that. So like, okay, this is how we're going to do awesome. this together. And so I think that sometimes you just expect change to just go away mm. eventually, like it'll, it'll eventually work itself out. And a lot of that is true. A lot of times change and time time with change does work itself out and everything gets back together but most of the time you really do have to lead you really just step up and say what can i do to make this situation better what can i do to help this from not happening in the future Mm. what can i do to build a a more firm Mm. foundation and at the time for me that looked like building a team and putting people in the right place and now that's thriving and it looks for me like me and christian getting on the same page of how we're going to parent together and now that's doing great honey's still not sleeping (laughs) by the way but But we're going to change that we figured it out we figured it out we figured it out. We figured it out. And we're doing just fine. And I don't drink caffeine and I'm thriving. So it's okay. Everything's okay. We're doing good. But I say that to say, you know, friends out there listening and leaders, like you might be thinking this is totally chaotic. Everything feels out of whack. Nothing feels like it's working out. Um, and I just want to say that's okay. So many leaders have been there. The more I talk to people, right. the more I realize that that's a kind of a common place to be. In. And we might keep finding ourselves yep. in that place, you know, as time goes on. But in those moments, like make the changes you need to make to be able to lead the best that you can do. And um, eventually you'll look back and say, man, like, although that seemed crazy, yep. look what came out of that season. Like when I look back at that time, I'm like, that was crazy. That was chaotic. But look at what came out of that season for me. Like I have so many more people on this team that are dedicated to this mission and that are awesome. Me and Christian have a, such a better marriage. We have a great relationship right. with our daughter, you know, like, it, you know, so much comes out of that time where That's things right. feel pressing. And I, and I always think, you know, I don't know if you're the same, but I'll look back on life and go, wow, those were the good old days. We had it so good, but I never felt like that in the moment. Yeah. You know, in the moment yeah. I was like, we're working, yeah. we're growing, we're leading, we're changing, we're engaging. And so I think it's just always important to realize even amidst change, you can still have gratitude. You got to, I think you have yeah. to have sobriety. You know, I think sometimes, yeah. you know, it's like, it's like in, in our world, in church, you know, people go like, everybody's saying this or everybody's talking about this. And I always go, who's everybody? And then they, they list like yeah, one or two people. Yeah. You're like, I, I think you, there's like two. 
So I think, you know, it's like, I think change can feel overwhelming. There's so much change happening. Is there? I think there's just one transition. And I, th- I think you, you already said it, but it's like making sure we don't repeat the same mistakes. You know, insanity, yeah. Yeah. insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So change yeah. allows me to change. It's not that they always need to change. It's that I actually have maturing to do. I've got, you know, our, our infrastructure, yeah. our systems, our, you know, fill in the blank. So I love that. Well, yeah. And I love that point. You're so right. I think one thing with change is it does kind of require humility as a leader, because a lot of times when things are changing, when things are happening, feel chaotic, um, you're not going to be able to lead perfectly. You know, you're probably going to lead a little messy. But like you said, those are the moments that make you stronger. Those are the moments that make you better. Those are the moments that you just got to own the limp that you have and say, hey, I'm here to battle. I'm here to fight. We're here to make this better. And we're not going to do this again. So let's make sure we do it right. You know, and I think change allows you, it's like Andy Stanley says, people admire your strengths, but they relate with your weaknesses. And when you're in change, it's like everybody knows you're weak right now. (laughs) You're you're weak. weak. So, you you know, we're going to lead through it. But I'm really grateful for who you guys are. You and your husband, you guys are I, I was just listening to you tell that Alex Seeley story and thinking you're you're going to be that Alex Seeley for so many people around the wow. world. And so yeah. thank you for using your influence, not just your platform, but your influence. And uh, I adore your whole family. I love your siblings. I love the whole crew. And yeah. we're just grateful that, you know, God raised you guys up to lead in this time. Thank you. Well, we're so grateful to know you guys. Y'all's family is just absolutely precious. And I love the ministry y'all lead. Uh, we got to get back out to VU and see you guys. Oh, VU. I was just talking about Rich. Don't worry. This happens all the time to both of us. It's it's the same. I literally was just telling my friends about the time. I wouldn't wouldn't have even said anything. It's uh, honestly I know, but I meant to say, Zoe, we got to get there because I love that church and I love your I remember when we, we first started, you you guys were coming through a lot, like in the first year. We did. We did. And we got to come I and remember we it. loved it. It's a, don't, don't, don't worry. Stop, even stop, though I messed up my stop. words, I know what I'm I know, talking about. I know. Stop, I know what I'm stop. talking You don't even about. have to. I love your leadership. So thank you so much for having me on. And I appreciate it so much. Thank you for how you're pouring into leaders and um, just giving all of us such great advice. We you're the best. And so I'm much. so excited to read your book. Thank you for, you know, just s- sitting down, taking the time to write that. Max Lucado, last thought. Max Lucado says, you never have an audience more captive than when they are reading your writing. So cool mm. that you're putting out books I know you have podcasts. I know you have wow. speaking. Yeah, but I just love that you committed to books because that's going to speak to so many people. So we love that's you guys. So cool. Good luck with honey. Tell Christian we say hi. Hey, so this is like our first ad. It's pretty cool. This is in in how much does God love us? It's about coffee. This is a special moment. You're probably us. the person that knows the most about coffee in my life and is the most coffee connoisseur. So we get to talk about how about trade coffee. Yeah, trade coffee. Didn't you say that you were you used to subscribe and now you're resubscribing? Yes, I'm resubscribing. I'm doubling down. Oh, 
in because it's so easy to get coffee from Trade Coffee that you will enjoy that works perfectly for you. Yeah, it, whether you take your coffee full-bodied roast, these are terms you know I don't, something light. We all have our preferences. I just bring what Nate has cooked up. Yes. And no matter what you love to drink, Trade Coffee makes it easy to brew your best cup at home. Wait, yes. Did you use this at home? Yeah, I use this at home. So you log in yeah. and you take a quiz. It, this It feels like you know on coffee that you like yeah this is how i do it at home this is how i like it it's like the enneagram for coffee exactly it trade sells the freshest roasted and the ethically sourced beans from america's best independent roasters they ship free to you as often as you'd like whole or ground whether you're a coffee nerd like nate like myself or just want a better daily cup like me trades real coffee experts taste test over 400 roasts so it's real yeah, this is true. Four hundred roasts, yes. and use technology to match you to your ideal coffee based on your preferences and brewing method. Take the coffee quiz. Nate took it for us. Yep. Trade coffee guarantees <laughs> you'll love your first bag, or they'll replace it for free. These guys are very on top of it. This is how I find all my all my favorite roasters Jeez. just through Trade Coffee. I'll go on. They've been featured on New York Times, Wired, GQ, and they have delivered over five million bags of Whoa. coffee their subscription is no hassle skip the shipments change your frequency or cancel at any time and guess what for leadership listeners here we go we are going to have a 20 dollars off your first three bags wow go to drinktrade.com backslash l l i which stands for of course leadership lean in that's more than 16 cups of coffee for free i'm excited 16 cups that sounds like Yes, you know, just that's one day. Yeah, for me, I'm going all in. That's it. Let's drink some coffee. Trade coffee. coffee. <laughs>